Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today. I'd like to talk to you today about what might be life's biggest regret. Now, the truth is everybody has regrets in life because none of us are perfect and we've all made mistakes. We've all done things we wish we hadn't done and maybe failed to do some of the things we wish we had done. You know, in Scripture, it says that we will one day all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.10 tells us we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and every one of us will be recompensed in our body, but recompensed for the things we've done in our body, whether good or whether bad. And I think at that time, there will be, obviously, when we stand before the Lord, there'll be great joy, there'll be joy at our forgiveness, joy amazing that we we made it to heaven and we're there. But I think there will also be at least some level of regret. Regret at the things that maybe we did do that we shouldn't have. Forgiven they may be, but we suffered loss as a result. We missed out on what we could have been. And also regret at some of the things that we didn't do that we could have. Dare I say opportunities that we missed. You know, I have shared before, and I'll mention again right now, in my own life, way back in the early 1990s, there was a fellow in our church who was one of the original computer programmers who invented the MP3 technology. And he invited me out to see MP3 as what enables us to do audio uh, over the internet. And he encouraged me, he took me out to their headquarters once there in San Diego, and he encouraged me, he said, Tom, you should put your sermons up on the internet. People listen to them. And my words to him were, no one's ever going to listen to sermons over the internet. Can you believe it? He said, oh yeah, Tom, sure they will. And I said, no, it's just not going to happen. Well, that would have been my opportunity to be the first person to put a sermon up on the internet. And I missed that opportunity. And um, you can see my prediction that people wouldn't listen. Well, it's being disproven this very second. But there's a bigger opportunity that I think many of us miss. And as interesting as it could have been to have said, I'd be, I was the first one to be on the internet with a, a, a sermon. There's something bigger that I miss out on. And maybe you miss out on too. In Hebrews chapter 4, we read this. Therefore, let us fear. Let us fear. If while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of us may seem to come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by faith with those who heard. Now, this is talking about salvation, but I'd like to apply it to all of the promises of God that the good news that we have preached and the promises that we have given to us by God, they might not amount to anything if we don't believe them. They might be like the unclaimed lottery ticket. They might be like the, the gift that was never opened. The promises of God are available to us, and if we don't believe them and act upon them and claim them, that's a missed opportunity. 
And it might be a missed opportunity a whole lot bigger than my failure to be the first person to put a sermon on the internet because some of our opportunities that we miss are eternal. I speak of the verse we've been looking at here today, this week. In, in John 13, or excuse me, John 14, verses 13, 14, Jesus said this, If you ask me anything in my name, that will I do. If you ask me anything in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, you may, I may be glorified, and that your joy may be made full. My friends, I'd like to suggest that one of the greatest regrets that you and I will ever have isn't going to be over the sins we committed. Those have been forgiven, buried in the deepest sea, washed clean by the blood of Christ. I'd like to suggest one of the deepest regrets that you and I will have at the end of our life, and if not then, perhaps at the judgment seat of Christ, will be that we didn't claim more of the promise of God. Specifically, we didn't ask for more. We didn't ask for bigger things that would glorify God. We didn't ask for significant things. Our requests were not God-sized requests. Our requests were kind of like human-sized requests. And so often, maybe we didn't even ask. We just said, God, I got this one. I can handle it myself. My dear friends, can I urge you that God has given us the promise, if you, ask for, if you ask whatever you ask, I will do it. And we be people who ask. We do not lose heart. We persevere. We don't give up. We keep asking. Because someday at the judgment seat of Christ, maybe this great regret will be when we see what God could have and wanted to do in our lives and through our lives. And it wasn't accomplished because we didn't ask. We didn't step out in faith. We didn't believe. I think of one of my life verses is 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9 where we read this, the eyes of God move to and fro through the whole earth, that he may strongly support the one whose heart is completely his. Can I tell you one thing that I would regret is if I, in my life, without having it been a demonstration that Almighty God strongly supported me because my heart was completely his. I want my life to be a demonstration of the power of God. I don't care if people look at me and say, boy, Tom, that guy was smart, or that guy was you know, persuasive, or that guy was, had charisma, or those things aren't important. What I hope people look at me and say, the favor of God was on him. The hand of God was upon him. God strongly supported that fellow. And you know what? I hope you want that too. Because God can strongly, and he's promised to strongly support the one whose heart is completely his. He's promised to answer the prayers of the, of the ones who come to him in the name of Jesus. Oh, might we not stand before God someday at the judgment seat of Christ. He would have had, he'd have us rich. He'd have us rewarded wildly but we stand there somewhat empty somewhat impoverished 
oh, listen, I know we'd be saved, and, and you can't talk about how, I mean, you can't be better than that, can you? I've heard the rewards in heaven be described as everyone will have a full cup in heaven, just some will have a bigger cup than others. I don't know about you. I pray in heavenly reward, but I pray here on earth for me and for you that we will be people. The world needs people like this, and we would be the people. The people look upon us and say, God is favoring him. Years ago, when I was still in high school, I prayed a prayer, and I'm reminded of it now. I prayed, God, I pray that an atheist could never exist in my presence. Now, I don't mean by that that somehow I'm great or ought, you know, something like of that nature. What I'm saying is that, that the presence of God, the hand of God, the blessing of God, the miracle of God, the strong support of God would be so evident that even an atheist would have to admit there's a God, and the way I can know it is I see how he's alive in Tom's life. Well, of course, you know, my, much of my ministry is out confronting, challenging, interacting with atheists. And, to, and God has answered that prayer to some degree, and yet many of them walk away still unsaved, unbelievers. I pray that God will show his hand and favor in our lives, that we will, when we stand before God on the judgment day, that we won't, that we won't have any regrets that I could have asked for more, I could have prayed for more, I could have been more given over to him so that he would strongly support me. Again, dare I say, I think our greatest regrets might not be the bad things we did, but the good things we failed to believe God for, act on, ask for, and receive. I want to be a person who receives all that God has for me. I pray that for you too. Let's be people. The hand of God is alive in us. Ask. Ask big. Ask significant. Ask God-honoring prayers. And expect God, expect our living God to show up. He doesn't do it always right away. Keep believing. Hang in there. But ask our God to ask God honoring size prayers. And expect God to show up and answer. Father, we bless you and praise you. We desire deeply in our lives to be people who the life of God, the love of God, the power of God, the goodness of God is demonstrated in us. Oh, Lord, don't let us go through our lives living just natural lives. Don't let us go through our lives where people just think, well, he's a good person or a better person than most or a nice guy. Lord, I pray our lives would crackle with the supernatural. I pray there'd be evidence that the living God is favoring us, blessing us, surrounding us, living in us, strongly supporting us. I pray, Father, that we would be people of prayer who ask, ask a lot, and ask big, and ask significant, and expect you to answer. You said we could do it, Father. Jesus, you promise if you ask anything, you do it. Oh, forgive our lack of prayer. Forgive us not uniting faith with this promise. Lord, make us a praying people. Make us an asking people. Make us a people who, and Lord, we ask so that you would answer, and in the answer would be evidence of the living God. You'd be glorified. You'd be lifted up. 
people would have to acknowledge who you were. And our joy, therefore, would be made full. We bless you today. We thank you. We thank you for your patience with us. We thank you, Lord, that you give us another chance. Thank you, never, ever, ever, ever give up. And so today we just come to you again. Make us a praying people. Make us someone who loves you. Might our hearts be completely yours. And we pray for this. And we give you glory and we love you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. This fires me up. I, I'm so excited about this series we've been going through in prayer. I hope you're sharing this with others. I hope you're encouraging them and saying, sending, hey, Tom Short's doing this series on prayer. You really should hear it. It's so motivating. It's motivating to me. I hope and trust it is to you as well. Thanks for being along. If you're new, make sure you do subscribe, hit the notify button, join our community. So we challenge every day. We're here every day. And as I challenge you, come join us day after day after day and see if your life doesn't change. See if God doesn't do something really beautiful in your life as a result of being in the word and in prayer every day. He sees that you're here. He sees you're coming. He sees your commitment. To those of you who are committed and you come every day and are really part of this growing community, whether you're here live or later on in the day or even just listening on the listening on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms, whatever may be the case, thank you. I love you guys. I'm glad you're here. I enjoy sharing with you and I enjoy your feedback. So make sure to leave a comment, hit that like button, share with your friends. Okay? God bless you. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.